Tonight's episode is a solo episode, and it is the first of a handful of episodes that we will be calling the Hill House Saga. This is a story that's been happening to me um, and to Nicole, to us, um, in relation to a place that you've heard us talk about before in Mineral Wells, Texas, a place known as Hill House. Now, we do have other content out there uh, talking about our experiences at Hill House. If you're interested in that, you can go over to the podcast, The Real Ghosts Of, and there are episodes there of us talking about our time in this house. But we decided that we did want to use this podcast as an avenue to really dive deeper and to, to fully tell the story in a way that we just haven't yet. And the thing of it is, the story's not even complete yet. It's still ongoing. There are those of us that think that it ends March 30th. What happens March 30th? Well, March 30th, I will be in Hill House alone. And the entire thing will be live streamed from the Hill House uh, Facebook page. So if you're a social media user and you want to see me lose my mind in a wildly haunted house, then tune in. You should tune in March 30th from 9 p.m. until I believe 9 a.m. I'll be live streaming the whole time. Why is that important? Um, Well, because, look, for lack of a better way of putting it, this fucking place is wild. Okay, this fucking place is wild. Now, I've been to so many haunted locations, it would make your head spin. I've been to residential hauntings. I've been to the historic places, right? Uh, we've been every which way out investigating, seen, heard, everything that you can think of. But it's different here. And it's so different that it becomes this controversial location in the paranormal community. Because there are those that think that none of it's real. And I can understand that because some of the stories you hear from this place are so wild that you almost don't believe them just on principle. But now I'm getting ahead of myself because on these episodes, these, this Hill House saga, we are going to go over everything that we've experienced in the house, outside of the house, what's followed us, right? What's continuing to follow us. And we're going to have others on these episodes that have been there with us. You're really going to get an in-depth look at our experiences inside of that house. Now, I will tell you what these episodes are not. These episodes are not going to be a history lesson of the house. To be honest with you, the history of the house can get very convoluted. And if you are interested in knowing about the house or the history, reach out to the current owners, Sonny and Kathy. They will steer you in the right direction. They spent a lot of time and effort researching the house, and they've got answers uh, should you need them. That's not what this uh, what, what this saga is for. This is to really document the experiences. And when I tell you experiences, oh boy, the things that you're going to hear me say you won't believe me. 
you just won't believe me. But luckily, luck, 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 luckily, luck, lucky, lucky, if I can speak today. God, sometimes I wish I actually would edit this fucking podcast so you didn't hear stupid shit like that. Um, lucky for you and me, I guess I should say, we have all of this activity, all of it documented, video, audio, the whole thing. So if you want to check that out, we are going to be slowly releasing it uh, on parapeculiar.com. Uh, there's going to be an evidence section. Excuse me while I take a sip of this, uh, this drink. Mm. I've actually got a wonderful, uh, this is like a chocolate chip cookie stout thing. I fucking love stouts. I can crush them like nobody's business. It could be 500 degrees outside, right? Standing around the fucking barbecue pit and I'm crushing stouts. All right. So to tell this story, why is the first episode a solo episode? Well, to understand the effect <clears throat> that these experiences, particularly uh, at this house, have had on me, I think we need to start from the beginning. So part one of the Hill House saga is going to give you a bit of insight into me and and why I do what I do and why what I do has become an obsession uh, and, and hopefully will help you understand that because I think I think to truly tell the story of us and Hill House, I have to start at the beginning. I have to start back when I first even started collecting haunted items or supposedly haunted items because it's been a wild progression. You know, this was before uh, the podcast, obviously. This was, well, obviously well before having the um, the items uh, put together in a museum format uh, open to the public, obviously. Um, I've always been fascinated with stories, right? And I've always been a collector of weird things, weird antiques and, and oddities and, and, and little things. And so <clears throat> I remember going through some lot of antiques and, and there happened to be this, this one item. It was this doll head, kind of a creepy looking little thing, but there was a story attached uh, to it. Um, and the woman uh, that had owned it had, had kind of written on this description, this paper about this doll head and it being haunted. And, um, you know, she would hear laughing or something. And, and I was intrigued, right? Because this thing was, I mean, it was like a couple bucks, right? And I, I thought, well, it's a creepy looking doll head anyways. A couple bucks. Now it has this story. I want to check it out. So I, I spoke to the, to, the, to the woman that owned it. And it was interesting because usually when you hear about some like haunted item, you hear sort of the worst experiences, right? Oh, it was banging on the walls. It scratched me. It did all these things. No, not with this. It was, oh, I would smell chestnuts when I'd go in there and I'd hear laughing. And this was the most positive feeling being around this doll. And I mean, her face lit up when she would tell me this story. And in that moment, it was interesting to me because here was a woman that was not trying to sell me this item for some crazy amount of money, right? Here was this woman that was parting with this thing that's worth more than a couple of bucks. It's an old piece. And then telling me this story, this experience that she had that to her meant something very, very deep. And that's important. And let's stop there for a second because... Back when I first started collecting these items, I don't know that I, how much I believed in a lot of this stuff. 
truly, you know, but I, I very quickly understood, especially with this woman, as she told me the story that here's a person having an experience that's meaningful to them. And in their mind, it is their reality. So what does it matter to sort of try to shit on that or debunk it, right? She's not hurting anyone. She's not making a bunch of money on some tall tale and taking advantage of you know, people's losses. No, she's just recounting this beautiful experience that she had that made her feel a sense of connection to the universe around her that made her feel a deep sense of meaning. And that struck me in that moment of how powerful that is. So I was on this quest, right? Now I wanted to hear more of these stories. So one of the things I started doing, and here's a pro tip for anyone that's crazy out there that wants to start trying to amass a collection of haunted items. Uh, out here in Texas, <clears throat> out, in the, out in the hill country areas, you can drive around to all these different small little towns and they all have the most amazing, well, everything, breweries and candy shops and antique shops. But it's the antique shops that I love, right? And you go in there and you can start talking to these owners. It's usually some husband and wife. They own this place, right? And you just start asking them interesting questions. Don't go in there and say, hey, do you have any haunted fucking items? No, don't do that. Just start asking them questions. Let them open up. Hey, how long have you been doing this? Oh, great. X amount of years. In your time doing this, have you ever experienced anything weird with any of your items? And oh boy, the stories that will start coming out. So a couple of the items that I got um, early on doing this were literally given to me by owners of these antique shops that I'd spent two hours in, inside their shop, just letting them tell me these stories of these things, this phenomenon, these experiences that would happen around these items. And then when something so just friendly happens after that, and they say, hey, you have an interest in this, take it, right? That is interesting to me because it's almost like these people, they soak up that experience, they get this wonderful story, they get this meaning, it's a great thing for their life, and then they pass that on to the next person. So these items can sometimes become like um, little charms, right? Little charms of positive experiences and, and memories. Some get a lot different than that. We, we will get there, but that's how this all started, right? And, and, and that started to grow because as I started getting these items, right, um, you start to have things happen that you can't explain. And it would happen with certain items. You know, I, I think I once heard Greg Newkirk, I believe it was, say, I think it was when he came in, uh, him and Dana did their... Um, Haunted Objects uh, tour, if, if, if you're familiar with who they are. But uh, we'd gone to see that. And something that uh, stuck with me when they were talking, he said that in, in all the items that they collect, like something like 90% of them, you know, these people have experiences, they give you the items, and, and then the experiences stop happening for those people, but it doesn't happen for you. So in a way, they've like given you that, and you know, you're happy to take that from them if it helps. But that is literally how the majority of this would go, right? You get these, these wonderful items that, that come with this story attached. And you know, already this thing is now invaluable because of that story attached. But then this phenomenon will stop happening for, for these people after they give you the item. And it doesn't matter whether it happens for you or not, right? I mean, look, just like anybody at first, I would sit, I would sit around these items like waiting for it to happen, right? Um, <clears throat> but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because if 
taking those items from that person allows them to let go of something that was causing this weird phenomenon to happen, then I'm, I'm more than happy to do it. But uh, I brought up the new carts because he had said something similar. And, and it's just interesting. I'm sure people that, that do collect this, um, these kind of items, uh, this kind of stuff probably have similar, uh, a similar experience. But there are those items that you do get that are wildly different. And I think that's the next progression in my story leading up to Hill House is specific items that I acquired that for whatever reason are not only active, but negative, really negative. The big one, most of you that have been to the museum and seen my collection have seen this as, and that is the mirror that we have this thing well, it's fucking wild. I, I think I believe we did a podcast episode uh, way, way back with Mike Cardenas of Midnight Paranormal Society. Uh, that's where I got the mirror uh, from them. They'd gotten it from a residential case. And long story short, it had caused some guy to bite off his wife's nipple and a fit of mania and all this other wild stuff. Anyways, <clears throat> the stuff that's happened since I've had it um, is unreal. I mean, we have a great video. This woman came in the museum and like, you see her hair get pulled like right in front of the, the mirror. It's wild. Uh, we've put uh, electronics in front of it. It's, it. it's fried these things out. People see faces in it all the time. We've had it start to vibrate. A weird old heavy wooden mirror like vibrating during investigations. Wild. It's shocked me a few times. It's a wild, wild piece. Uh, it's made people sick, uh, throw up. It, it's a wild, wild piece. So <clears throat> I think Having something like that and having some of these experiences really opens you up to it to a new level. And for someone like me, when I start seeing these things, I, I get inquisitive and I have to know like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what the fuck is this? So I'm going to start researching more and investigating. I used to say that I wasn't an investigator by any means. Even when I was collecting items, I was more of a story collector. I'd been to tons of homes to, to collect items and, and heard the stories and seen things. Most of the times I would attribute it to the people that, that were experiencing it, right? Like some sort of PK phenomenon, right? But that was about as most as it got. But, you know, having this mirror, things started to get a little weird for me. And I think that started the obsession, right? Uh, which again, does lead to Hill House. And we are going to get there. This is just part one. But um, this piece, when you have these items and these things start happening, it opens up your thinking to things that even if you're a believer, and, and I don't know that I was at the time, Right. I may have been spiritual at the time, but I don't know that I believed in a lot of the phenomena people talk about, especially in the more extreme way, right, that you'll hear it. And I think you almost have to experience it for yourself to really believe it, which which is interesting. But So it started with this mirror. If you ever want to come see it, you should. Uh, it's always on display um, at our museum, and it's a wild piece. Uh, it's a wild wild piece. So that started us down this path. So started doing more of these investigations, right? Eventually linked up with Nicole. All of you know, Nicole, she's on the podcast all the time. She's on the Patreon with me. We, we investigate, right? Um, and we started collectively investigating that mirror in the museum and we would do it all the time and some wild shit would happen. So then we decided like, Hey, let's pair up and, and, and let's start in, investigating some of these other places. Now at the time she was with an all girl sort of paranormal research team and I was just on my own. And, and my whole MO was I would just get people like from other teams and, and, and hang out with them and <clears throat> investigate with them. And that was fine for me. But 
when Nicole and I sort of partnered up to, to do this, the most interesting thing started to happen. And we would go to these places and, and just start to get wild activity, right? So, of course, that makes me even more curious, right? Of course, that gets me to this point of like, I have to know, I have to know. So, <clears throat> doing that, of course, there's stories you hear in the paranormal community about this place in Mineral Wells, Texas, called Hill House. And I didn't really have massive interest um, in going. And I'd talked to some people on the podcast, and some people said that it was just wild and, and, and the most haunted thing that they've ever experienced. And some people said that, that they believe the whole thing is fake, right? So I didn't know what to think about it. <clears throat> but I did know, the one thing I did know was that the, the stories I would hear, the phenomena that was being reported, did not seem like something that could or should uh, be real. So I was on the fence. So Nicole and I started investigating together and you know, we noticed that, that, that when we do these investigations, um, we really tend to get this, this, we stir shit up for whatever reason. And we don't know. So we started doing it more and more and more. So turns out that, uh, you know, that the team she was with that kind of devolved and it became me and her and, and she had already had some time booked at Hill House. So we said, fuck it, we'll, we'll, we'll go do this investigation uh, together. And I, cause I wanted to understand this place um, in general. I wanted to see it for myself. And to be honest, maybe there was a part of me that wanted to debunk it. Because for those of you that listen uh, to, to the way I think about the paranormal or any of this stuff, it's very fringe, right? Like it's not your typical you know, person died, person is ghost, person ethereally talks to you. It's very different. And I, and I challenge those ideas, right? So <clears throat> I wanted to challenge this place. I wanted to fucking challenge this place. Um, because as someone who researches this shit, if there is anything out there that is faking it or is just hokey, and I want to fucking call it out, man. Um, not to do anyone any ill will, just because when you really see that this shit exists, this shit is real. When you experience it and you see it and you become obsessed with it and start researching it because you have to really understand that A, it means so much, that there's so much more that we just don't fully know or understand or probably can't, but it fills you with this sense of there's so much more to the universe and what it means to be alive, right? So to cheapen that feeling by adding theatrics, I, I wouldn't stand for it, so... I think there was a part of me that wanted to debunk it. And I will say, I appreciate everyone following along. Look, I am a talker, but I'm probably not a great storyteller. Um, so I appreciate you still kind of listening. It just, it's all just kind of coming out of my mouth as, as, as my brain and mind says to do it. So thanks for joining that ride. But so <clears throat> we decided we were going to go investigate this place, this, this place, Hill House. And I can tell you that we'll fast forward to us going there, but I talked to Nicole about it and I said, well, what are your thoughts? Like people say it's fake and all this shit. And, and, and she is not somebody who gets scared of this shit uh, easily. The way that she told me and looked at me, and I'll never forget, and, and, and she said, no, it's not fake. It's, it's very much real. And she said, the upstairs 
is so bad that I've never spent more than, I think it was 10 minutes or something like that upstairs because she couldn't, right? Because the way it made her feel. So I said, all right, here we go. So fast forward and we are going to go to Mineral Wells. In in many ways, in many ways, um, the story starts the night before. And I know this sounds stupid, but just the way everything lines up. So the night before, we were up at the museum recording a podcast episode. Um, Who was it with? Brendan, I believe. And anyways, we're up there and it just starts storming like wild crazy to the point that it doesn't ever storm like this, right? So we all leave and I'm driving home and I'm driving home in a little two-seater convertible sport car, right? That I've got like, and the wind is blowing so wild that I'm on the freeway and I see like massive like garbage bins and shit like flying across the freeway, right? And there's thunder and lightning and the storm is just wild. And I'm driving home and I remember having this feeling of, well, what an interesting night before going to this supposedly fucking wild place. So maybe the story doesn't start there, but it is interesting. It's a nice aesthetic to set it because the storm, right? The, the, the storm before the storm. So anyways, next day comes, we get up, we leave early and we're driving out to Mineral Wells. Everything's fine. The closer and closer we get, weird shit starts to happen. Um, there's an interesting video. We were doing a, a video for, I believe our Patreon or something like driving there. And you see my bag in the back seat move, which is wild. We didn't even notice it until someone that was watching pointed it out, but it was weird. We weren't taking any turns at the time or like slowing down. So it was a weird thing to have happen. Uh, we had a weird fucking buzzard thing, like fly at, at, at the car and almost smash into the window. It was weird, but you know, all of that away. So when we finally get to mineral, so that's, where we're going is Mineral Wells, Texas. That's where this, this house is. And I shit you not. Okay. I fucking shit you not. The second, and I mean the second that we crossed the line into that goddamn town, I became physically ill, like physically ill, but also mentally ill in a way I was feeling not nervous or panicky, but panicky, if that can make sense. I don't know if it does. Anyways, that was weird because we showed up the day before we were going to investigate the house because we wanted to go and do some research on the town, see if we could do some research on the house, maybe talk to some people and just try to learn as much as we could. But So we get into the town and I'm feeling awful, awful, like really bad. Can't, can't describe it. And I'm not psyched out, right? Keep that in mind. I'm not one of these people that gets psyched out into this thing. And, and I already, keep in mind, I'm still of the opinion that this place we're going to is more than likely fake. So for me to start feeling this way is, is a bit weird. So we get into town. And by the time we get into that town, like where we're going, we stop at this motel. Fucking worst motel I've ever stayed at in my life. Oh my God. Much scarier than Hill House itself. We should do an entire saga on that hotel in Mineral Wells. Fucking Anyways, we get there and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just feeling awful. So one of the first things we do is we, we, we stop for lunch, little, um, <clears throat> little Italian place there down in like the main street area. Great little place. We walk in and we sit down pretty soon. 
we notice that our take, like where we're sitting, our table, we are fucking swarmed with flies. All right. Flies all around us. And I notice that fucking nowhere else in the restaurant uh, is this happening. Kind of weird. And of course, you know, both of us noted it and looked at each other and, and, and made a comment about it. But I think at that point, you know, you, you, you kind of laugh it off because the idea of, well, there's flies buzzing around us now because of fucking Hill House and fucking demons. And no, no, right? So we kind of laugh it off. We leave the restaurant, we get back in, into Nicole's car, and we're going to drive back to the motel. So we're in the car and we start to drive. And what do we notice? Fucking flies in the car in the goddamn car. And at that point, we're like, this is fucking weird, right? It's fucking weird. So we go to the motel and we drop all of our shit off. And we had some appointments set to talk to some different people uh, about historical aspects of the, of the town and, and, and everything else. These were all things that we'd booked ahead of time, right? Everything was confirmed. Good to go. That's literally why we came a day early. So, uh, we go to the first place, and it's this weird sort of building uh, right next to another abandoned building that almost looks like an abandoned high school or some shit. So a lot of abandoned buildings in Mineral Wells. But we're at this building, and, it's, and, and, and we're knocking on the door. No one's there. No, no one shows up. They don't answer our calls, whatever. So we lose that opportunity. Okay. Um, somewhere along the line, we had a second thing that was booked, and, and that same fucking thing happened. They would not return our calls. Nothing. Wouldn't let us in nothing. So now we're like, fuck, we wasted this entire day. We came here for nothing. Um, <clears throat> so we go back to the motel and so it's a waste of a night. I'm feeling fucking awful. I go to my room and I'm just sleeping. We wake up the next day and I feel even worse. I mean, I fucking feel even worse. But we decide that, okay, we can't show up to Hill House until I think it was like 7 p.m. or, or something like this. Let's go down to the public library. Let's do some research on the town. So we go, we, we, we go down to the public library. Thankfully it's open and everyone is nice and friendly and everything is as it should be. But things get a little weird in the library and we still can't figure this one out. And again, I, I don't know if this is reaching, that this has something to do with the bigger thing, but it was wild when it happened. So we're in the library, we're sitting at a table, we're pulling out books, doing research. I have to go use the restroom. I'm just going to tell you right now, unfiltered, unedited, dear listeners, I had to go number two. Okay. And it was bad enough that I had to go because I don't go in public places. I'm going to rant about that for a second. I do not go number two in public places. My OCD won't allow for it. So it's very difficult. It's a very difficult thing for me to do uh, should it ever have to happen. Uh, but it did had to have to happen uh, this day. So at the library. So, okay, I go and I walk in the, the bathroom. I go in the stall and I sit. Now, not to give you listeners this picture that I'm painting of me sitting on the stall going number two, but unfortunately that is part of this piece of art, as it were. But I'm sitting there and I'm about to start the process of finishing and the lights just turn off in the bath. They just turn off. I think, okay, 
It's kind of weird. And I'm sitting there, sitting there. At this point, I cannot start the process because I cannot see anything, right? I guess you could do that all by feel if you... No, anyways, so it was dark. I mean, completely dark. So after a few minutes, I literally turned the flashlight on my phone. And I've got one of these uh, new phones that has a flashlight on it. Very helpful in this situation. Turned the flashlight on and I sat it to where I could see a little bit and I finished up. Okay. Finished up in the dark. Finished up and I go to stand up and the lights turn back on. It was weird because they were off for a while. So I figured to myself, I'm like, well, maybe there's some kind of a timer or something. Well, all right. I stood up. I leave the stall. I noticed there's a sign on the bathroom wall that says, don't turn the lights off when you leave. Hmm. That's weird. Why would it say that if they were on a timer of some kind? So whatever, I wash my hands. It's important to add that to the story because it's true. And I leave there and I walk up to Nicole and I say, Nicole, did the power just go out? And she kind of looks at me like I'm an idiot, which she oftentimes does. And she just goes, no. And I explained to her what happened. And she's like, uh, that's really weird. So I asked the lady at the behind the counter, I said, Hey, is that, is that bathroom light on a timer? Does it turn off? You know, whatever motion. She goes, no, not at all. So that was weird. So yes, I am attributing it to a piece of this story because it was one of the several weird things that was happening when we got to that town. It's a weird thing to have happen. It's a weird thing to tell you. It's a weird thing for you to listen to. I don't know how you listen to your podcast, how you're con- uh, consuming this, whether you're at home, whether you're in the car, but at some point, as you were listening to this, wherever you were, whatever you were doing, the image of me going number two in the Mineral Wells Library bathroom popped in your mind, and I have to wonder how you yourself painted that picture. How did I look? What was I wearing? Was I smiling? <sighs> Anyways, so we uh, finished up any research that we were doing. Uh, Most of it was about the town, and it's a crazy town, the history of this town. But again, all that history is readily available. Go look it up if you have interest. We leave the library, um, library, library, and uh, stopped at a burger place. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, It was recommended to us. Pretty good place. On to Hill House. So... I'm still feeling bad. And and it is at the point where even Nicole has asked me a few times, like, you know, do I need to go and get you waters or something that, that we need to do? Right. Because I was very obviously not, not feeling good. So we pull up to Hill house and this is going to be our first sort of night investigating there, pull up and already I'm like, God damn it. I feel bad. This sucks that now I got to go do this investigation. I, I feel this way. And, this is when the story really begins because this is when it starts to get wild immediately. So I shit you not anyone that's listening to this and you've made it this far. I'm telling you right fucking now that this is true. The second, and I mean the second that I walked into that house that I'd never been to before. The second I walked in there, listeners, I felt the same comfortability that you 
will feel when you walk into the home that you've lived in for 30 plus years. That the the negative feelings, the sick feeling, the ill feelings that I had been feeling, gone in a second of walking into that house. And it was wild to have that happen because immediately I, that's where my mind goes is this has something to do with the house because it doesn't make sense that it would play out that way, but it did. And I, I kind of pulled Nicole aside and I said, this is weird. I said, I, I feel comfortable. I feel normal. I feel like I'm home. And Nicole, in a way that only Nicole can do, just kind of looks and says, love that for you, meaning you're probably possessed, so deal with it. (laughs) So there we are, and we meet Kathy, who is one of the owners, Kathy and Sonny, they own this place, and, and she's giving us this wonderful sort of guided tour of the house. And I'm looking around, and certain things start to happen. The very first thing, we're right there on the tour, and I had to stop the tour. Literally, I I stopped Kathy mid-sentence because something touched me on my leg. Like, rub, like if you take your hand and you rub it on your leg, like that's exactly what it felt like. So I stopped her, and I'm looking around, looking for things that could have done that. Because again, I'm I'm still in that skeptical mindset. But the way I felt it, it wasn't like something that would... Like like a like a pressure, like something like air or anything. No, it was like a hand rubbing your fucking leg. And I felt it and I stopped the tour because I was looking for things. So Kathy, of course, is like, well, no, 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 that 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 kind of shit happens here. It's like, fuck, all right. So we keep going on the tour and and I keep hearing what sounds like walking around upstairs and, and, and muttering, like talking. So I stopped the tour again. I said, Kathy, is Sonny upstairs? No, he's outside. You look out, look out the window, you can see Sonny outside fucking around, right? And so that was wild. But again, I'm still in that skeptical mindset. But things got even weirder when we do the second part of the tour, which is they take you upstairs. So I'm going to try to paint a picture of this house. Like you, it's called a Hill House, and I almost wish it wasn't because it, 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 it adds that bit of theatrics to it because of the book and the, and the, and the wonderful TV series. Um, but it, there is a literal big hill, right? Like right behind Hill House there and uh, kind of sits on this hill. So it's, I'd like to refer to it as the house that sits on the hill in Mineral Wells. When, when you walk in the house, you, you kind of walk into the, I guess you'd call it like a living room area, right? And you, you can either keep walking straight and that's going to take you to sort of the front door because when you walk in, you come into the back and then it's going to take to some stairs that go upstairs and you got some rooms downstairs and everything else. And um, I'm not going to be super descriptive with it. Right. Because like you can see pictures online. Um, you can see videos of me fucking around online. March 30th, you can see me live there. So you can get a picture of it yourself, but you go in there and you get the tour of the, of the downstairs and, and everything. But then you get the tour of the upstairs and that's where Nicole had told me and essentially warned me that was like the problematic area. So, we go up there and Nicole starts to feel bad. I start to feel the opposite. There was a room in there that's called the bootlegger room. Okay. That when we were in there, I just had this overwhelming feeling 
that I can't leave. I don't want to leave this room. So I was getting agitated because I wanted the tour to hurry up to end so I could just spend time in this room. It's a weird feeling, but it was real agitation. I was getting mad in my mind. I was like, I wish this fucking tour would end because I want to spend some time in this room. It was a weird, like had to be in there feeling, right? So finish that tour. We go downstairs and Sonny says, okay, and you know, here's sort of the rules and everything else. And, and I'm going to leave and you guys have the house. So Sonny leaves and Nicole was doing the responsible thing and sort of just sort of getting ready. And, but I, I start walking upstairs and she's like, Damien, don't, don't not to the Hill house. Don't like leave. We need to stay together. Right? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I have to go upstairs. She's like, calm down. And I'm like, no, like I got snappy with her. I said, no, I have to go. She's like, I have to go upstairs. And I did. You could not have pulled me away from it. And I'm going to stop there because, well, I'll leave you (laughs) with when I go upstairs is when shit starts to get wild. And I have to have Nicole on the episode to talk about that with me and, and, and talk through that so you can hear it as well. So part two of the Hill House saga will be, I uh, will start with me kind of walking up the stairs and you're going to hear a lot of things in the next episode. We will probably play audio clips of some of the stuff that happened. We will definitely play audio clips of the whistling so that you can hear it because it is sort of the main star, the anti-hero in this story. And it does make its glorious first appearance in the next episode. So you're going to want to listen to that because you're going to hear about the investigation that we do there. And then you're going to hear about what happens when we leave. But then from there, uh, each episode will be about different times that we've been there. We're going to have other people on, uh, like as an example, uh, we'll have the gals from Weird ATX on, Brittany and Megan, uh, my favorite investigators. They'll be on because they've been to Hill House with us and they experienced wild fucking shit, like stuff that would just blow your mind. So we're going to talk about that. And we will definitely do some sort of a debrief after I do my lone wolf there on March 30th. That is if I survive, because it is worth noting listeners today, just today, right before I started recording this, my mother was now the fourth person to randomly warn me that they feel like something is going to throw me down the stairs at Hill House. Four people randomly having that feeling. Oh boy. Anyways, uh, keep listening. I know that was a weird episode, right? For, for what I typically do. But as I had mentioned uh, in the State of the Museum episode, you know, moving forward, there's going to be a lot more um, different types of content here on this podcast because I've got so much more that I do and want to say and everything else. And you know, at first I thought, well, maybe I just have different little podcasts, right? They each have their own little format. But fuck that, right? Like this podcast I have, the only reason I have it is so I can talk to the world. I can talk to you and talk to other people about interesting shit um, and just sort of get my wild shit out there. So yeah, we're going to be doing episodes about uh, different investigations, starting with this Hill House saga. 
again, March 30th. If you're hearing this before then, tune in. Go to the Hill House Mineral Wells, Texas, Haunted Hill House Mineral Wells, Texas Facebook page. They will stream it live for you to watch from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. You might see me lose my mind, and according to at least four people so far, you might see me lose a fight against the stairs. But I will tell you that after the part two of the Hill House Saga, and you hear about the phenomenon that's been happening, you'll definitely want to tune in and watch the live stream while I'm there alone like a fucking idiot because that's what I do. Make stupid choices and I fuck around and find out with all manner of demons and weird ethereal shit and it is going to be the end of me. It's going to be the end of me. But my inevitable demise is your gain because I get to do this publicly in front of all of you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you next time.